Monte Cristo in Nashville. It's Brianna and Marcus, and this is Smoking Section. Here we are, as I always say. As you always say. On the Where's Zoom. Where's here, though? Where's here, here? See, as I explained before, normally we're in person at the cigar shop. That's true. Recording this, normally. That's true. But now, with COVID, the here, the here is in Zoom. Mm-hmm. Here is Zoom. All so right, here we are we virtually, and I'm <laughs> extra excited oh, about this too. interview. Like, she got into Zoom, and I was still singing her song. <laughs> I mean, I've been singing her song for the last few years, so I, I was, feel you. <laughs> like, like, I got really, I got really, I got goosebumps and chills because I realized today that I was waking up and I'm going to interview Cam today. Yes. I mean, that's who we have. Uh-huh. We have Cam. Woohoo! Earning <laughs> Cam. Zoom <laughs> I love this so freaking I am much. So happy. Well, honestly, like even on our first like introductory episode when I came in as the co-host, I've mentioned Cam as one of the pioneers for like women. And and so the fact that she's on the show now, it's like I feel like I manifested it and this is amazing. <laughs> I'm so happy, girl. Listen, listen when, yes. you, when you say to me, oh, because you had said, oh, when you in the, in the kickoff, we should get Cam. And I said, huh. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. <laughs> and, I appreciate and, that. And then I and then I and then I went along and was like, well, who the hell do I know? And then I realized, oh, she's on Triple Tigers, who have yeah. been who have been completely lovely to smoking section. Oh, yes. good. And so when I texted one of my friends over there and I said, what okay. do I have to do to get Cam? <laughs> and she said, just ask. Oh. And I said, well, can I get Cam? Yep. <laughs> How's next Thursday for you? Here she is. Done. It's amazing. Aww. Amazing. Well, we are so excited to have you. And uh, that's a beautiful piano you got back oh, there. Oh, thank you. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I decided I, I don't play that much piano. I'm pretty bad at instruments, to be honest with you. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But I... I need something and I just kind of tinker around and find things, but um, yeah, it's an old one and they had re rehabbed it for one of the schools like Vanderbilt or something like that. And so it's, yeah, I want to say it's like a hundred years old or something and they rehabbed it. Wow. Well, it's gorgeous. Sorry. I got distracted. I'm always, every time we do these things, I'm always like looking at the people's house. I wish I was good enough to be like, let me play you a little (laughs) Oh, that would be amazing. Can you always do like chopsticks or something? <laughs> yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Really a lot of feeling to chopsticks. That's about. I love it. Well, how how are you doing, girl? How's everything been? Good. I'm uh, you know, I've got a 7-month-old now. Yeah, so, awesome. I oh had a little babe. Yeah. So that's it was la- end of last year, I was like hustling. Yeah. Going on tour like 6 months pregnant in Europe and doing the whole thing wow. and I filmed the video for Till There's Nothing Left while I was eight months pregnant. Like just, I mean, I was getting it all in before the release time. So I, I got a lot of stuff ready to go and then had the baby in, in December and yeah. her name's Lucy. She's adorable. Oh, and, what's her birthday? You know, now, I'm a December baby. December too. 19th. Oh, that's so cute. I yeah. Love that. Oh, so, so cute. Yeah. Well, Lucy. Been doing a, 
it's a big transition, I'd say, like yeah. the, you know, having a kid and yeah. recovering from a C-section, learning how to take care of Ooh. another life and then yeah. realizing you're not number one anymore. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> yeah. whole thing. Definitely. I mean, I feel like it couldn't have come at a better time, though, with like the pandemic and everything. You're kind of forced to be at home and yeah. not be going all the time. It's kind of perfect. It's well, it's a I don't know if perfect is the word, but it's like a really big switch because you go from my or for me, it felt that way just from yeah. traveling so much. Like my husband and I had to come up with uh don't go two weeks without seeing each other roll. And now mm. it's like tonight maybe I'll go downstairs and you don't come downstairs. <laughs> like let's just have a little time. But we need we, that um, space. Yeah, it's no, but it's and now it's you know I'm home a lot. Like yeah, and went from doing all kinds of stuff and busy, busy, busy to now just like really being at home with an infant. So it's it's a, uh, I mean they're not joking when they say it throws you for a loop. I mean it really I'm does, sure. and you yeah. you have to just start growing in a new direction. You don't get to be like, no, take me back to my old thing. It's like nah. You don't get to do that. You got to go yeah. for it into something else now. Yeah. yeah. My, my friend, my friend, she just had, she just had her baby. And um, I want to say March. And she's like, she gets, we zoomed a couple weeks ago. And she's like, she's like, you see these? She's like, these are bags. She's, I'm, she's, she's like, I'm 28 years old. I've never had bags <laughs> yeah. in my life under yeah. my eyes. She goes, my makeup can't even cover these bags. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's in it too. March. Like that is like those early couple yeah. months. That's when I was like, everyone lied to me. Like, this is not what I thought was going to happen. And then once you kind of come out of those first couple months of like real sleep deprivation and stuff, then it's like, okay, I kind of see how this can work. But I mean, any life change is like that, you know, like moving in or like getting married or any of those things at first, you're just like, what is this? And so you have to take a second to, you know, figure out who you are in it. But it it takes, I feel for her. That's, she's in the thick of it right now. Wow. Uh, well, so, it's that whole you're going to miss this thing, though, right? That's exactly yeah, what it right? is. Yeah, right? That's exactly yeah. what it is. Are you really going to miss it, though? The the the, the <laughs> no sleep, yeah. you know? I mean, <laughs> no. I'll look no. at the pictures and say, wow, she was cute, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But, like, sleep deprivation, I don't think anyone can actually miss that, come to think of it. No. So, so Cam, you, this is the first time we've met. This is the first time that I have uh, encountered, interacted with you. Um, so, mm-hmm. so you're from Cali. I did some research on That's right. you. That's oh. from Cali, but you're oh. also, but but you're from Huntington Beach. <gasps> no That's way, I'm from Huntington Beach. No way. Stop. I was, I, so I was born in Huntington Beach. Yeah. And when I was five, my dad's job, he got a job up in the Bay Area. So then we moved oh, up to the okay. Bay Area. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So oh most God. of the family and stuff was down there. And, you know, Same. my true spirit is a beach child. I did that. <laughs> I, I did that because I knew the reaction I would get I from her. I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. Like you meet so many people from California, but not like from Huntington. Yeah. So that's so exciting. Oh my gosh. I love it. No, How else did you go back there? I mean, during this pandemic, my parents now live in San Diego, like North San Diego County. Oh, yeah. So I was like, we got to get back there. And so 
bless my husband. We, <laughs> three dogs, a baby, me in a truck pulling a trailer because we didn't want to stop anywhere because it was early pandemic. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just like booked it across the U.S. and made it over there. Oh my God. God bless your husband is right. He might need a cigar. Yeah, I do. He does. A hundred percent. Yeah, I know you'll have to. So do you have like specific, are you sponsored by some sort of brand no. or do you just pick the best cigar? No, we just pick no, it. <laughs> when we, so when we go, um, I'm a, I'm a particular person. Like I, I, I normally stick to what flavor i i love or like whatever brand normally yeah but um they typically the guy there larry typically gives us uh some selections of things that they're you know that's brand new that they just got the day before you know to try out nice so but I have been guilty of picking the $25 cigar that I probably shouldn't have picked for a free cigar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I but, mean, yeah. if you're going to, if you can, you, if, should. you should. Like, go ahead. Yeah. My grandpa loves cigars and he's kind of like my connection to country music. Like they had where my parents live now is a mm-hmm. ranch, horse ranch down in like Southern California. And so there's like palm trees plus Ugh. horses and it's Ugh. so great. And there's a fire pit out in the back and he'll just be sitting out there. And even his 80th birthday, he'll outlast all the kids that are trying to drink him under the table. He's like, nah, nah, nah. And they'll be oh, out there God. like, you know, like one in the morning with his, I want to say like a Cohiba or something like oh, that, you yeah. know, and he's out there and he's just like, ah, I'm telling you another story, you know, and oh, it's, wow. like, it's a, it's a feeling that comes with cigars for me that is I, like I, a, I'll get yeah. some I'll get some sent to you. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. I'll get some sent to you. I've been normally we would be in person and we would be having a cigar together. I know. But I'll get some sent to you. Don't worry. That's Thanks. awesome. So so you're originally we kind of got the whole thing from Huntington Beach. I love that. Is your family in music at all? Or is no. that just the thing that's no, kind of- my dad my dad sings like, you know, in the car and has a great yeah. voice. Yeah. Has great intonation. Like it feels like it's mm-hmm. in the center of things as he's singing. Yeah. And he sings with like a lot of emotion. Like he seems happy. And he is happy when he sings. And I think that is what I always wanted to take after. I just mm-hmm. really admired that and started singing. And I think when I was probably in fourth grade, my parents put me in a children's choir. Oh, and that's okay. how I learned how to read music. And you, we sang like world music. So I learned like mm-hmm. Bulgarian and like sang in like 14 wow. languages. So you have like this weird um I was listening to like oldies at home for my parents and then I would like learn in this choir like you know just all different types of tonalities and you know like this is this is how kind of sadness sounds in this kind of country and realm and it was it was a really cool upbringing yeah and it's just but then I think it makes me a little more peculiar, I guess. Mm, <laughs> I guess then when I go to make music, I'll make a few more decisions that might people might be like, "What is that?" 
<laughs> no, but I love that. It makes you unique. And it's like, you know, you weren't raised on the same stuff that most people were. That's amazing. It's true. That's I true. love That's that. That's very true. And it, it, yeah. you, you definitely stick out, stick out by having yeah. that influence. It's not common. It's not normal influence that, mm-hmm. you know, people have. Like you, I'm sure you have the normal influence as well, but you have an additional where people have never heard it, which does give you. Yeah. That exactly. Well, and like, you know, burning house, like seven, eight in those verses, like that's, you yeah. don't hear that on country radio. You don't hear that on country. No, not at all. And it, but you, you, you make it work. And that's the thing. It's like, and you can tell that it's just kind of you, it's not, you're trying to be something. It's just, it's just kind of in you. So like, thanks. Props. That's a big thanks compliment. No, absolutely. Thank you, Bulgarian music, for giving us. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I'm going to go listen to I some Bulgarian it. music now. Right? Yeah, you should. Man, I have no idea what the, have no idea what the hell they're saying, but I'm damn sure glad I listened to it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that you listened to it. I'm all about it. So, it's kind of like... It's like seconds. It's like a... Like lots of like, oh. yeah, it's really fun. Oh, it's, it. like, it's like good, hype, <laughs> it's like good hype music. Like yeah. hype music. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I'm gonna there send you, go. you send me the cigars, and I'm gonna send you a Bulgarian. Song. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> make make us a playlist, girl. <laughs> All of the songs that inspired you as a child. <laughs> so, so you, so before moving though, before moving to Nashville, because you moved to LA after or close to LA, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Afterwards, and um, before moving to Nashville, you. Uh, I didn't know this until I read. You had a certain cut by a certain artist named Miley Cyrus. That's true. Whoa! And it's on. And here's the thing: for the ones who don't know, it, it's it, it, maybe you're right, which is probably on Miley's biggest album. Oh, is it? I is think, it her biggest album? I think it is. It might be. I don't think it's bigger than Hannah Montana. I look at them as yeah. two separate people. And you know what? I'd say it was probably one of her biggest albums just culturally. Like she took this turn. Yes. Where like, because I got called in because Jeff Basker, who is this famous producer that I was Mm -hmm. working, like before I was anything, he like a friend of mine was working for him. So I got to work with him. Like I remember when they were doing the fun album before it came out and stuff. And he's done like, you know, Kanye and beyond anyone fancy he's done. Right. And so he got invited to do something for Miley and he couldn't make it. So he sent Tyler and I in his place and you know, I don't know how happy they were about that, but we showed up (laughs) and, uh, because this is, uh, a smoking friendly podcast. I will tell you that it was when you, so it was Mike Will, who's a producer. Uh-huh. And I tried to keep up with everybody. <laughs> how, how did that go? <laughs> it didn't it didn't go well in terms of like personal interactions, but <laughs> then I went into the booth because he was playing the song, like just and In country music, like, you know, you'll sit there, you have a guitar, you start the song, you build it, and it's really small. And not small, but it's live. And in everywhere else, pretty much, that I've experienced, you do it with 
tracks and you start building the song like as you're doing it. And so he had this fully done track basically. And he was playing. I was like, this is beautiful. And so like Tyler was like, I came out of the bathroom and I was thinking to myself, I better get out of here. Cause like, I'm going to start drooling on myself. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, they want you to go in and like, you know, sing the core, like come up with a chorus or whatever. And I was like, me, me go in that booth. Just, you know, like it was just not, I was like, not there. So then I was like, okay, I got it. Went in and they, I was like, okay, so what are we thinking? Miley Cyrus, like, are we doing like the climb? You know, cause that's where she yeah, was at, right? Was at. And he goes to his credit. This is one of the best advice I've ever gotten. He said, do you, cause that's the best thing I can get from you. And I was like, okay. And so they like closed, they had a thing where they actually closed the curtain on the booth. So I'm like trapped in a tiny booth now. And I was like, it felt like years. (laughs) It was probably like five (laughs) minutes. And then I was like, you guys, I think I got something. And they're like, oh, you got a melody? I was like, no, I got the whole chorus. And they were like, no kidding. And I sang that whole chorus exactly as it is on that thing. No, (laughs) for a while after this, I thought to myself, maybe I should smoke before I write because that went really well. <laughs> and let me just assure you and all the kids at home, that is not, that does not work every time. <laughs> no, it does not. It's oh not my the ingredient. But yeah, it was. And then, yeah, she came out. So this was bangers. So, you know, like, yeah, yeah, the whole yeah, thing yeah. was like, yeah, yeah. worked yeah. out. Jeez. I saw, I saw, and I, like, the funny thing is that I've listened to that entire album multiple times. Because um, I, I mean, that was a great album. I like really it enjoyed that good. album, you know, and and to to look at it and now after researching about you and realizing, oh shit, no fucking way. And I'm like looking at it, I'm like, no way, she didn't write this. And I played it today, and I'm like, holy shit, you can hear it. Kind of sounds right. It, kinda, <laughs> right? it sounds like it could be a camp That's song. And I'm saying. like, and oh. people, there are people who are like little. Swiss army knives and they can do whatever you ask them to do this, that, and they can change sounds. I don't, I'm not even going to pretend like I have that. I have the thing that's in me and I feel it in my gut and I say, this feels right. And I have to go after it and chase it. But there's only so much that this realm, you know, that is me. And he made it sound with the production and her vocals and stuff. Like, honestly, it's, it's, she sang it just like I sang it. Like, that's so it sounded I, really so like cool. me. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking the fact that, and that's what made me think that it was a Cam song, is that you can kind of hear, because when you, when you belt out, you have the vibrato that mm-hmm. you really can't find oh, anywhere else. I was doing else. that whole thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she was doing it, and I'm like, Miley is trying to hit the vibrato in this song. And I'm, yeah. like, that's, I'm like, okay, Which, I get it. Which, by the way, she, so we like got that song to a really good spot. We ha- still had some work to do on like a second verse or something, and all of a sudden Mike Will goes, like, okay, I'm going to go to the club. <laughs> and I, we were like on Sunset Strip, and I was like, is this one of those things where like big producers just have you do the work and they just like disappear because like him his whole like group of guys they all were like see ya and i was like what is happening and then they came back and they had gone to the club to grab miley because she legit was at the club down the street no and they come in and she's wearing i'll never forget like vertical black and white striped pants huge platform shoes and like mind you i'm still 
moving slower than most people are moving. And she sits down next to me and they played it. And she's like, oh my God, I love it. I was like, oh, I'm not, I am so appreciative, but I'm not ready for your energy right now. Whoa. Yeah. And she, it was so cool because the, her and Sam Smith, like are artists that I've written for. And I'm so pleased because when you're an artist yourself, it always can feel a little bit weird uh-huh. to give someone a song because you had a vision for it. Uh-huh. And does it sound like the same thing? And both of them just, they, it's something lit something up in them that was the same as me. So you can hear in what they're doing. It just feels, you know, there's an overlap, like the mm-hmm. Venn diagram of me and Miley Cyrus. Are being <laughs> it cuts over. And then right in the middle there is where those songs live for some reason. It feels very lucky. I, I didn't <laughs> know you had a Sam Smith cut. What cut did you write for? What song did you write for Sam so Smith? He, it's called Palace. <laughs> and it's a super like slow beautiful uh, I actually played the guitar you I have a cover you. of that on Spotify yeah I was gonna say you did yes. a cover of that but no. that's me that's not, not actually a, that's not a cover actual, yeah that's not actually not a cover yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I and I so played cool. the guitar which like I told you I'm not that great at it so it's very simple but it's like really yeah it's a really beautiful song like I've yeah. gone in wanting to write something like um Billy Joel's in every heart there is a room, a sanctuary safe and strong to heal the wounds from lovers past until song. a new one comes along. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but in my mind, because I have like a psychology background, I was like, it should be in your head. Like you've built up this palace for this life you want to have with someone who's your true love. And then like all great love stories, it doesn't work. So the palace, you shut the door on it, you leave. And as you come back to like reminisce sometime later, it's crumbled and it's dusty and moss. And Mm. like, I picture it Russian. I don't know why. And it's like, (laughs) you come back in and you're like, if you're like me, you say, what a waste, what a waste of my time that I built this entire thing for nothing. And the thing that I need to hear in that moment. And so this is what I put in this song, and this is what Sam and me and Tyler made into this song, was real love is never a waste of time. Mm. And it's if you've built something with who you are and your whole heart, it's it's helping. It, you're going where you're supposed to go anyways. But it just oh, was such a beautiful damn. song. And oh. they made it into a, you should watch, they made it into an Apple commercial, which sounds like I'm selling out. But if you go watch it, it's for... I think it's for like when they had the AirPods or something. So it's this couple, they're dancing in the snow and it's like the Christmas kind of Apple commercial. It's yeah. insane. It's so beautiful. Wow. And yeah, I felt very, extremely cool. And it was That's big amazing. in Japan. So, you know, that kind wow. of thing just, there you go. it hits you, it hits you good when it, that wow. kind of stuff happens. Look at you. You're like a, like a bona fide badass. I didn't even realize <laughs> How much you of a know. badass you are. And then you brought up psychology. Yes. Which, oh, yeah. So I'm actually going to school to be no. in neuroscience right now. Oh, my God. So I wow. love you said you had a psychology background. Yeah. What do you mean so by what that? I, Did you go to school? Well, let me tell you. Oh. I Yeah, I got a degree in psychology in Italian. And then I started doing research, like being research assistant. I did something at Davis. Okay. Under Phil Shaver. So it was like, like attachment theory, romantic 
mm-hmm. attachment theory stuff, like how your caregiver treated you is how you attach to your romantic person or whatever. Ooh. And then I did, and I worked at another lab under Bob Levinson at UC Berkeley. And that okay. was long-term relationships. They had filmed positive, negative, and neutral conversations between married couples over 20 years. And it's like kind Whoa. of bold to watch the negative conversations. Oh my god! <laughs> like married couples just arguing or whatever. And like by the end, if they made it and they didn't get divorced, what's really sweet is like by year 20, they're like, okay, let's talk about something that's negative. And they're like, we argued about it all already. It's done. Either you're, you're not going to fix it or we fixed it. And it's like, okay, there's some hope, you know, like I like that. And then then I went to Stanford and I worked underneath Jeannie Tsai, who she does something called uh, affect valuation theory. And it's basically like everyone wants to feel happy, but what Mm. type of positive do you want to feel? High arousal positive? Like Americans generally like, oh, I'm excited all the time. Mm. And then there's East Asian, which is where she's from, she was like saying there's like this valuing of calm. Mm. So like, and peaceful and that kind of thing. And what do you value is your ideal. And then what are you actually feeling, which kind of goes like this Mm -hmm. and how that, that distance is an indicator of well-being. So by the end of that, I was like really into it. I was applying to graduate schools, which congrats that you're doing (laughs) that thing. (laughs) I just like, I hit a wall. I had gone, I think I had gone and done an interview at Georgetown and it didn't work out like the person that wasn't the right fit. And I was like, do I do like another round of this or what do I do? And I went into Jeannie and was like, I'm, you know, I've always loved music. I like Mm -hmm. psychology. Like, I don't know. I'm torn. And she was like, picture yourself 80 years old, looking back on your life. And what would you regret missing out on? Psychology or music. And I was like, that's really obvious for me. It's going to be music. So then I left, but I had like, I got to, you're like one of the few people that understand this, but I had my, I got to like co-author a couple, like a chapter in a book and a, there's a, there's a published article too out there. So. Oh my gosh. Okay. Scholar. (laughs) Look at you. That is so fantastic. How do you feel that that has, cause I, one of the reasons that I even got into it was cause I have struggled with mental health being in the music industry from a time I was young and it's like, and I want to be able to help you know, people. And that's why I went on the neuroscience part, because Mm -hmm. I think it's more than just conditioning. I I think it's definitely psychological and genetic. And there's some stuff that kind of predisposes us to certain behaviors. But how do you think your knowledge of psychology has helped you in pursuing this career, which is psychologically like draining at times? (laughs) I like that you're saying, you're not saying the art, you're saying the navigating of the business. The business, exactly. Not, yeah, not, not, not music itself. Music itself is is life-giving, but the business aspect. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I think the reason that I got into psychology research was trying to understand myself. Mm. Like I'm just trying to figure out Because I think what came more naturally to me, and like you're saying, this isn't, everybody's just different. You're just born with this or not. But I think what came more naturally to me is understanding other people Mm. and being more of like a peacekeeper or an accommodator or that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So 
but I can tell there's like a deep well of things going on inside yeah. me. And yeah. most of the time I'm like, no, just, just. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. let's just like get into it and mm-hmm. face the abyss, you know? So yeah. I think uh, psychology helped me understand myself. And I, mm. I think I have a good, I think it's, it's slowly helping me. I mean, it's just endless, right? Like of trying course. to work on this stuff, but like, yeah. I think the, the first no you give, mm. you know, which unfortunately, like for like a lot of women, like when you're younger, you don't know how to do this. You're definitely trained to like say yes to like authority figures a lot. So yep. when you first yep. say your first no, which is terrifying, Mm-hmm. that's pretty great. Cause you're like, Oh, mm. I'm the thing. Like I'm mm. worth it. And yeah. I get to decide where I'm going. And mm. you start little by little, which authority figures don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> you start little by little being like, I see what's going on. And while yeah. I value the experience and the knowledge that people have, like they are too, they are people with two legs that put on their pants and they're just regular as all get out. So like true. nobody knows more and they definitely don't know more of what you need. And mm. that is a tough thing to like, you can kind of know it, you know, and you have it in your head, but like really act on it. Like, no, really yeah. in this conversation, like what you're saying, like, stop, yeah. you don't know what I need. And here's the thing. It's mm. like, that's uh it takes a second to get good at oh yeah that sounds terrifying but also very like liberating at the same time because I, I I'm not at that point especially in my career if I'm I run a business so it's like if someone doesn't like something or someone needs me to do something I'm like yes yes sir absolutely oh yeah like, oh yeah so that oh. sounds like the Start way saying, to go you know what one of my favorite thing one of my favorite things to say now is like if someone's saying something and you want to say no, but you're not quite ready to say like a flat out no, like mm-hmm. then I, I kind of joke to myself, just say, it just doesn't suit me. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. It just, wow. It doesn't suit me. Yes. <laughs> oh. It's like, if you can have a fun way of saying something or whatever works for you. Of course. Like, it's just kind of nice having your quick go-to. But so when, wow. someone's, when someone sends me a bad song... <laughs> It doesn't suit me. I'm, I, I started saying, like, I would, I would start, like, I would, I would do the whole uh, no response, like, not respond to the email. Pretend like right. I, I know. And then I, I would know. see them in person, and then they would bring it back up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I've started to, like, if it's a bad song, I always say, oh, you should really dig deeper. You should dig mm. deeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You didn't really hit the mark when you should really like really dig deeper in yourself on this. Uh, you know, you that's ni- I think that's nice actually, because usually yeah. that's not bad advice. It's not bad it's advice. Not. Yeah, you're right. You're like, it's you're not, right. But also, I'm not saying it's a bad song, just saying you should dig deeper. <laughs> also, it's so weird this like I don't know, it's because we had such a like forced monoculture for so long of yeah. just like there these are the three tv stations and if you don't see yourself sorry but like <laughs> i just feel like there's this thing where there's so much pressure that everyone's supposed to like your music and it's like no mm-hmm. you're not gonna like like do you like everybody no you don't even like no. every person so yeah. how would you like their music like it's totally fine that you don't I'm like part mm-hmm. of my family sometimes so it's yeah okay. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly. in country music too like i notice it when we're doing things like with radio and to get up the charts 
you mm-hmm. have to synchronize what, th- like, think about what people listen to in Portland, Maine versus in McAllen, Texas versus yeah. in, you know, like the type of stories and music that they're going to like, not everyone's going to be on the same page and you want them to all be on the same page at the same time for you to have the number one song Mm -hmm. is just like, it's, I'm, I'm going to get so in trouble for this, but I I love the honesty. It is. It's a, we like how that feels because it seems simple, but people can like things. I mean, especially now with the digital archives, you can go through, you yeah. can fall in love with Patsy Klein Now you can fall in love mm-hmm. with Joni Mitchell now mm-hmm. and be like, they, I feel this and I understand this. And that's, I mean, you're definitely too late to add to their record sales <laughs> and like streaming. Numbers yeah, and all that kind yeah. of so it's, it's, it's definitely like we, it's manufactured, you know what yeah. I mean? To, yeah. to feel like a really big win, which it is a big win, but, um, yeah, it's like, I wish we were, you know, it's just capitalism. What are we going to say? Like, <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no way around that. There's no way around that. Absolutely. But I, I really appreciate the fact that like you are willing to be like real about this stuff. Cause I think, as a, as a woman, um, it, we are taught to just like say all the pretty things, say what people want you to say, say what people want to hear, make sure that you don't ruffle any feathers. And so I appreciate the fact that you're talking about these things in depth and honestly, and you're not trying to just, you know, say pretty little things. Cause these are, you know, real things this is how the business works and it's just kind of something that's not talked about so yeah it is I mean I honestly I try to there's a lot of things like I try to say in a nicer way because I'm like I'm kind of at this spot now where you can say something but if no one's going to hear you and they're just going to be defensive like what's Mm. what's your end game Mm. anyways you know not like deny your truth but like for example like right now with everybody magically becoming anti-racist like (laughs) is it is it my job to turn around and be like whoa you're doing it wrong like hey white people let's like no I think it's kind of my job to be like hey keep going here's a hand we're we're on our way let's yeah that's yeah because what's going to be achieved by me being like acerbic you know yeah absolutely but I don't know how to do it I'm just gonna try and do it the best I can and we'll keep learning Uh, I love I'm so glad we have you on here this is just (laughs) oh my gosh I am so excited so we've, we've we've gone like so all over the place with different things but let's talk about your music so um when you first came to town like you released some music on your own at first correct yeah so I basically did a kickstarter when I was in LA and raised money because I'd I'd gotten an offer my first no that we kind of Mm, talked about you turned a publishing deal didn't you yes Oh, yes. wow. So I got a, a publishing deal, which, you know, everyone goes, no one gets publishing deals. Yeah. People, people yeah. get publishing deals. You know? <laughs> and I got offered one. And, you know, I think also because I'd switched careers, I was not 
super old, but I was like 28. So I knew what it cost to pay my rent and stuff like that. Yeah. And they, the offers when you first show up to town, granted, you haven't proven yourself, but I mean, I could go work at a restaurant and I would make double what that was. So I yeah. was like, I am going to say no, which was terrifying at the time. And now it's like, that was ridiculous. Yeah. I can't believe I got offered that. But <laughs> I said no. And I was like, I'm going to go make my music. And when I come back, you won't have to guess where I'm going or what mm. I'm worth. Cause I'm going to show you and either you're going to get it or you won't. Mm. And then that's it. Like, I don't have to have yeah. you like, I'll invest in you to get somewhere. It's like, no, this mm. is, this is where I am. Yeah. And so we made the music and took it around to different people and had like a couple people interested, but went into the Sony New York office. And that's where, uh, Doug Morris, who's the head of, who was the head of Sony, yeah. all of Sony was like sitting in his office, started singing along to burning house was like, this is it. I'm mm. obsessed with this. Like, uh, don't leave here without signing something. And I was like, huh, call my lawyer. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Amazing. so, um, I, Thank God for my lawyer, by the way. If anyone is watching this and is interested in getting into the music business, have a good lawyer mm. who's your friend, who has your back, who will teach you things. So when they get in the yeah. room, you haven't messed it up all the time by the time they get there. Like he, <laughs> and he's amazing. Josh Bender. But, um, awesome. yes, yeah, so then we signed with Sony and kind of set it up. Uh, and then of course, you know, as, as we do, in country music. The first single was not Burning House. It was My Mistake. Mm -hmm. And it did what you probably would expect a first single for a new female country artist to do. It went to like, I don't remember what it went to, but (laughs) that that says what it is, right? Yeah. yeah. Then uh, I had performed at the Opry and I got to sing two songs. Mm. So my second song was Burning House. And Mm. that's when Bobby Bones, who has like a nationally syndicated morning show, heard it. And I came on his show and he said, why don't you play that other song that you played? And I sang it on his show and he he hyped it up. But his listeners like (laughs) shot it up the charts on iTunes. And there was like an immediate reaction that was undeniable again at that point. Yeah. So people were like, okay, we're doing it. We're, we're I, it I, the first time I saw you play it <clears throat> was at CMA Fest. Oh, in the stadium. At the big, wow, you were there. Yeah, yeah. I was in the suite <laughs> watching that. And I know from a standpoint, the the feeling and the experience that I got from a audience standpoint and a fan standpoint sitting here and mm. watching it because I, because I, but so I know that. So with you being on that big stage mm. and, and watching because it, the, the crowd lit up, like everyone had their cell phones yeah. flashlights up. So, so it's like, cool. it, it lit up immediately. Like it wasn't like, Oh, she got up on stage and said, Hey, put your, put your phones in the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like that at all. Like you, like you started singing it and everybody had to, and everyone automatically went. And then I think if I'm not mistaken, you had to do it twice. Oh yeah. Cause I did this thing that I normally do where I step up and I think I say like everybody, you know me, yeah. I was like, are you, I don't know if you know me, but I was like, 
everyone put your hands around each other. Like let's have this moment together. And like, mm. uh, apparently I walked outside of camera blocking <gasps> and oh, no. that was, you know, and then, <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, you know what? Like, uh, Jason Aldean's on next, but he's okay. If you do it one more time, I was like, <laughs> Jesus, y'all! Oh like, the thing about it was like that, that experience, like that energy carried on twice. Oh yeah, yeah I'm that sure. is. People are like down to hear it twice. Like, <laughs> they're, they're I literally am like, yet. you could just play the song all night for what the Aww. four hours at the stadium, I and mean, I'd just still just be like, yes, yes, praise. I mean, it's just, it's just so good. It has that. Ugh. It just has Thanks. that feeling. You can tell it's just real and raw. It's just it's it, so yeah. good. It's it so is. Good. I mean, it's a real, I had that dream. Like I was wow. supposed to see, uh, I had this guy that I dated off again, on again in college. It was like my college sweetheart. And he, mm-hmm. we like shaped each other. He was a very formative time. And like, mm-hmm. I burped the way I burp because him, you know, that kind of <laughs> yeah, thing. I'm like, yeah. He, um, I went to Nepal after college and he was supposed to come meet me like six weeks into it. And like, I emailed him, (laughs) I emailed him and said, if you come out here, it's just his friend. Like it's over. <gasps> yeah. Cause I didn't have the guts to do it to his face. Whoa, yeah. Tea. Low, low blow. So wow. like two or three years later, okay. I was going to see him at this party. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know this, oh, this, oh, I did it. Wow. And, uh, he was going to be there and I wanted to not to get back together or anything. I just wanted him to know that I knew that that was an asshole move, you know, mm, just, yeah. just so he knew that I knew. And I was yeah, like planning yeah. my apology and, um, went to bed just thinking about it. So then I dreamt I was running up to this farm, like 1800s farmhouse. And there was all the emergency firefighters. Cause it's like on fire. And they're like, you mm. can't go in. The house is about to go down. He's in there, but you can't go in there. And then, you know, it's, I'm a superhero in my dream or whatever. So I run in and, I find him and he's trapped and I can't get him out. Oh. So I lay down next to him and I hold him so he doesn't have to die alone. So Holy die together I in the stream. Oh I mean, my it, gosh. Yeah, right? The next morning I was like, you guys, my dream was fucking insane. You know, just wow. like this is crazy. And uh, I told my co-writer Tyler that and he literally started singing back. I mm. told him the like... I had a dream about a burning house and he's like singing it back to me like, Oh, this is insane. And it was, yeah, it really, it's real to me. And honestly, like I sung it so many times. One time this lady came up and she goes, I have had the same dream reoccurring and I go to therapy for it. And wow. I was like, Oh my God, save me the money and tell me what. <laughs> yeah. And they said, um, she said, it means there's something that you cannot fix mm. and you have to come to terms with that. Like whether it's in your past or in another person, like it's not yours wow. to fix. Wow. And yeah. Right. And wow. I'm, I, some people get stuck with hits that they're probably sick of singing and I, I'll never be sick of it because it's just yeah. like an important 
part of my growth, you know? So did you, so did you, did you end up seeing that guy and apologizing? See, you're one of the like, <laughs> you're one of like, literally there's only been like five times people follow up. We're like, so what happened in yeah. real life? Like I love, I, like, I love, I love the story. I do. I'm like, still I shook the at the story. I, I forgot I, I, like I, all of it. I'm just like, I, what I, has happened? I, yeah. I just want to know, like, did you go back up in and, and still apologize? He, oh, I apologize. And he kind of was like, Thanks. <laughs> you know, like not really. It wasn't a really like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like as big as you'd think the song would have made it. <laughs> oh, you guys man. have to plug in my thing. It's gonna die. Hold yep. on. Oh, you're good. You're good. So we've talked about your Last music. <laughs> I, this is always my favorite thing to talk about because I feel like it can't be talked about enough. Um, being a woman in the music industry and, and how different it is for us versus men. So what, what are just, just in general, like what are your views on how women are treated in the music business? Like, do you see the differences? Do you experience the differences? Like how has it been for you making it as a female in a world that is run by men? Yeah, I would say it, I am one of the exceptions. Mm -hmm. So whatever my perspective is, is going to be skewed because I didn't hit the walls right away. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so mm -hmm. when you're doing, if you're doing well, you kind of have assimilated somehow or yeah. you've like, you figured something's happened. You're lucky or, you know, there's things that yeah. have, there's reasons that you are being allowed to do what you're doing or whatever. Yeah. And then when you do start hitting the walls, I think it's when you start really listening and understanding what everyone else has been saying the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, that hit. And then, um, I mean, you know, it definitely is, it was weird to come from, I mean, it's everywhere, obviously, mm -hmm. like, but it was weird to come from an all, like an all women lab at Stanford, a mm -hmm. very smart woman. Granted, they still like hid their pregnancies because, you know, you might not yeah. get sent research grant money and stuff, but yeah. then to come into a space where like, I remember with Diane, the song Diane, I was told that women wouldn't want to hear that song because they wouldn't want to be reminded of being cheated on. And I was like, I hate to bring it to you, but all of country music is kind of about cheating. Yeah. They said, you know, um, women want, what did they say? It was something along the lines of women really just, they really prefer listening to guys so they can imagine that they're their boyfriend. Like, that's why you listen to music is to, like, imagine the guy singing as your boyfriend. <laughs> and I, I like, I just remember, like, kind of being like, ha. Huh. And then it was like, yeah. no, no, like, they really, they really mean that. They really I, think that's I thing. really, I really <laughs> want to know who the hell said that thought? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I, because I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's high up enough. Like, I'm not here to, like, yeah, yeah, someone. yeah. Like, of course. Enough that you really, you really have to realize that, like, I don't think people. This is in the entire 
hierarchy yeah. of white supremacy. Yeah. The people at the top, the truth. I'm yeah. just being yeah. The yeah. people at the top, they, I don't, a lot of us have been, you know, conditioned and taught and don't realize, that's why we always say like, I didn't mean it. Mm. You know, whether or not it impacts someone negatively mm-hmm. or not, I didn't mm-hmm. mean it because I, you really didn't, because you didn't, you didn't know do you from think, your perspective, yeah. you can't see it. Yeah. Do you, yeah. I'm going to say, do you think it's just one of those where you, you, people have gotten to the top and then once they get to the top, I think there's a lot of people, a lot of people have that issue when they get to the top, they forget what it's like being down I wouldn't say, yeah. bottom, but you know what I mean? And like, yes. they forget, they forget why they got there or they forget, um, um, the demographics at that point in time, or just, they really well, don't really look at, they really don't look at it. Cause I really yeah. don't think that women listen to me, listen to country music. No, no, no. Absolutely because they wish, not. Because they wish a Luke Bryan or, or, or Garth Brooks was their girlfriend, was their boyfriend. Yeah. No, like, no, there's no. Well, also, if you just think about the numbers of like who actually makes it, it's so few people. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. I just, I mean, like, even though we have like the loudest platform or the people at the top have the loudest platform, that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that they know the most about like why it works and how it works. But I do think the, um, I just, I remember, to be honest, when the Me Too stuff started coming out, being like, whoa, like I knew that, cause like a lot of musicians, um, we're nerds, you know, like we're like <laughs> yeah. not cool people. Yeah. And then when you get into a position where people are very interested in what you have to say and mm-hmm. think you're attractive all of a sudden, like mm-hmm. that makes for some weird mm-hmm. situations and yep. not safe situations, you know, for women a lot of times, but yeah. like, I was like, oh man, I didn't know. I mean, some of those stories were really bad. So I was like, I didn't know that. So I started asking around and being like, okay, like, you know, you and touring, you and publishing, you and the labels, you and radio, like, how's everybody doing? Like, what's going on? And you probably know this, but like, women will all talk to each other about it. Like, Mm -hmm. we not you know some people aren't as forthcoming as others but like of course you hear the bad stories everyone has like it's like two conversations going on there's like one behind the door and you all know like hey so and so like don't have a meeting on your own with that yeah. guy yeah like yeah. you know like stuff where it's like why can't everybody know like everybody should just know exactly. that exactly yeah it's a, it's a weird like double world that's happening um yeah, yeah so it's i mean and then to be honest, the like next step in the thing is because you start realizing this is, this is, this is weird. Like this isn't mm-hmm. feel like a, everybody's equal. And this is a yep. the playing field that I was led to believe we were all mm-hmm. on. And then the next logical step is you have to turn around and say like, and I am a white woman. Mm-hmm. So how is this for everybody else? Mm-hmm. What, like, if this is happening to me, mm-hmm. what is happening to everybody else? Because when you go into these spaces, like, yes, there's not a lot of white women, but there's more of us than there are black women. Mm-hmm. Like, where are the black women in country music? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like what double down mean? on that. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's even worse. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so it just, you start to like, it starts, it started me on a really long path of, learning yeah like what is what is happening Mm -hmm. what is this world that I am 
in and I, you can't not live in the world. Exactly. Like we are here. <laughs> so yeah. we're forced to sort of like figure this out. So, yeah. um, I wish I had some brilliant answers for you, but I'm, I'm still figuring it out. No. And see, I think that that's, that's, that's what I wanted to hear is the fact that it's just like, I mean, we've talked about Marcus and I've talked about, you know, racial equality and women's rights and, and all of that kind of stuff. And, how it's just a matter of like, everyone needs to learn and everyone needs to get on board with the learning. Everyone needs to get on board with supporting people of color and women and making sure that this equality is, you know, it's not just the people fighting for equality that want equality. It's, it's everyone. Like, and it has to just be a worldwide, lack of a better term, pandemic of quality (laughs) you know um so it's just it's a but everyone's still learning so and thank you for wanting to learn and for educating yourself and for you know just being an awesome woman and one other question that I have is what what do you think that you know people can do in this time to help maybe alleviate the issues that women and people of color have not, not even just in life, but like, especially in the music business, like, what do you think is something that we can do? I, so I'm on the Grammy diversity and inclusion task force. Awesome. Help start the ACM diversity and inclusion task force. Wow. And Diversity and inclusion task force are not the answer. <laughs> they they are a step towards people understanding, you yeah. know, and sometimes people can use them as a like, look, we're doing the work. There's a task force. And it's like, no, that's not really, you know, that doesn't fully change. Yeah. Our but I think the, from what I can tell, it just is so much, so much unlearning, so much mm. learning and so much unlearning. Like there's just so much stuff that, I can't help but like bring my whiteness into it. And it's like, ah, yeah, that's that. I did that. So you just, and you're just, it's going to happen for a really Mm -hmm. long time until you unlearn this stuff. Cause it's just, it's tough and it all deserves, um, separate, uh, understanding and separate solutions. Like the solution Mm -hmm. for taking care of white women is going to be different than addressing all the things that are facing black women in each space, you know, so you like everybody and what's facing the queer community in this space. Like it's all, this is very complex. This thing that has been set up for us. It really is. We've dug ourselves quite a deep hole. Yeah. (laughs) It's easy to get like um, overwhelmed and lost, especially when you're someone that's new to it, which is like, Mm -hmm. again, from the perspective of a white woman, like Mm -hmm. it's new to me. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like I grew up being very aware of this system. So I wake up and I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) No. And then, you know, like your black friends are like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you're still, it just takes a second uh, to figure all that out. But I would say it's just super nuanced and also just really um, that thing of wanting to fix it for everybody that I know a lot of us have. Like I've, Oh, I'm in, I'm in a spot where I could do something like, Mm -hmm. let me help. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't done your homework and also to be honest, like 
if that isn't your community and if that isn't your identity, you're, you are secondhand knowledge at best. So you're not going to be able to, I know you feel like your heart is there and you want to help people, but like, you're probably going to botch it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cause there's something in you that doesn't, is not, you're not there. So, and I, that's tough for people to hear because that doesn't mean go leave the room. No, no. Here and like, help me retool this, you know, and like still use what you have, but you don't need to be the leader. And every time you brainstorm something, you got to run it by someone that is mm. actually living that life. Because yeah. imagine if somebody was like, oh, I know the solution for women. And it was a bunch of dudes in a room. <laughs> actually, you don't have to. <laughs> I know, because that happens all the freaking time. Yeah, that's, not, that's not far from imagination. <laughs> it's really not. It's really not. There's probably something happening right now with that. Yeah. Like. <laughs> uh, it's, um, you know, we're all... I think there's a, bizarrely, we're having this big awakening, I think that's happening yeah. right now. And like, it makes me very excited slash terrified for mm-hmm. my daughter and like mm. what's happening oh, and what sort of like consciousness we're going to hand over. But Oh man. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So I think what we can take from this is that we still have a lot of work to do. And a lot of learning and unlearning. I like that. Yeah. Step-by-step. I really like the term unlearning because I think all of this, where we're at now has been learned. So it's like unlearning how we're viewing that and how we're thinking about all these things. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Marcus, you, you, uh, you had like a little, there's a couple idea. There are, there are a couple things before we get to the idea, because we gotta, I gotta, I got to do my job. Do your job. I got to do my job. And my job is you got a current single out. Mm. That's right. It's called Classic. Mm-hmm. But I thought you had another single out. <laughs> and it's called Till There's Nothing Left. So for those of you who don't know, I work for Sirius XM. So um, there is Till, You're, Till There's Nothing Left has been getting played in heavy rotation on Sirius Love it. Mm-hmm. And, how you're, and, and that's kind of what I love about satellite radio is that it doesn't normally play what's being played on terrestrial radio. Mm-hmm. So all the songs that you, you think that you heard before on an album will get played on Sirius XM. Um, yeah. I.E. So there's nothing left. Um, I, this entire time until, to, until I got the talking points yesterday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought that was your current single. And I'm like, looking at you. I'm like, where's it on the charts? Like, uh, because I have secluded myself strictly to satellite radio now. I yeah. mean, that song came out first. It was the first thing that came out off the, so the album, like the, yeah. coming out in October, the yeah. pre-orders are up and you could like, so these few songs are coming out ahead of time. So that song came out first with the music video with, I was, you can't tell cause I'm doing kind of like where I am right now. Like I was, eight months <laughs> <pregnant>. <laughs> oh, and it was, I mean, I love that song and we wrote it. It was, it felt like super sexy. And I remember like having that feeling of like, Oh, I'm a, chick can i sing about getting it on in the back seat (laughs) absolutely yeah and like my grandmother who gave me the sex talk when i was 12 she was like cameron marvel sex is like a milkshake and once you have it you're always gonna want it (laughs) 
I'm like, yes, Grandma. Like, yeah. I am tweeting that out. That's amazing. Feel free. She was like, you. If she was here right now, she'd be like, of course you have to sing this song. And it's so funny the the video came out literally right before there was an actual tornado that came through East Nashville, which Mm. is kind of crazy. And it's this feeling of like, okay, it's the end of the world, so you can just love who you want to love be who you want to be do what you actually want to do like stop pretending and like going yeah. along with the rules like we're gonna die anyway just go mm. for it you know and yeah like, like sexual for for some reason it feels like now you can be uninhibited sexually too right so it's like a, yeah sexy and i don't know uh, i love it listen listen, I love it. I, listen if i i think that if Cardi B and can go oh. there and sing about sex, oh, yeah. then oh, any yeah. country artist can go and sing anything that they, any female country artist can Ooh. go and sing any sex song yeah. they want. Quick side note, have, have you guys heard? Yes. Yep. We Whoa. have. Yep. Um, I have Whoa. at least. <laughs> Whoa. Her new, Her new single? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a very, dude, I was, yeah. I'm a very, like, open sexually person, but, like, even I was like, okay, yeah. they went there. Okay. Wow. I'm like, all right. Jeez. Um, crazy. I'm like, all right. So, classic. So, classic is the current single, it's going to be the actual current radio single. Yes. So tell us. So why did you pick? Why they pick classic? What's the what's what was the final decision on picking? They're both great songs. So for mm-hmm. anyone listening, please don't take it any way that I'm like saying what's better. Yeah. No, they are no, both okay. fantastic songs. So yeah. What what came down? Because I know it's a hard decision. So it what came down of picking classic over? Till well, and left by the way, like Tiller's Nothing Left probably will be a single. Yeah. 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 So classic, I, when I first kind of signed with Triple Tigers, that was the one that Norbert, who is my main person that I like, was like, we're going to kill it. Like, I'm so excited to work with you. He loved classic and it's just such a good feeling. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, like I'm a sensitive kid and like right now, I'm so grateful that when I'm doing these like zooms and all that kind of stuff, like I get to sing an upbeat song right now. Like I yeah. need that for me. Yeah. yeah. And it just is a, it's just fun. And it's like, it kind of reminds me of like a Simon and Garfunkel, Cecilia kind of mm-hmm. vibe. And, um, you know, it's like also this album, the last one, I wasn't married and have a kid. And yeah, there's definitely songs on this album that are, like about like this partnership that I have with my husband. Yeah. Like I always say that he is my presence and I'm his patience because I am like all over the place living in stories and the future and the past. And he is like super like right here, mm-hmm. like great at communicating all that kind of stuff. And so he, and I'm like, he's also just not patient at all. <laughs> so there's, you know, people that there's a few people in your life that you just, they're going to last like they, you yeah. need them or you've made some sort of soul connection or whatever. 
And while the rest of the world is doing, you know, cycles of politics and fashion and art and whatever's changing, mm-hmm. this person is like there with you. And like, that is, I'm going real deep, but like, this is what classic mm-hmm. is like, right. that's, you're going to outlast all that stuff. So I think those kind of like true love type songs, to be honest, mm-hmm. yeah. are coming out more on this album too. And I'm, I'm really, I'm excited that that is what I get to put out to country radio because I feel like it's going to hit a lot of people at a time where you it's nice to be reminded yeah. of that. But Till There's Nothing Left yeah. is a little more like, yeah, yeah like end of the world, yeah. you know, like yeah. steamy, but like there's a little more edge to it, which I yeah. love. But um, yeah, that'll be the next one. I think um, there was a song. I cannot remember the song. I, remember, I mentioned our, our friend Amber off, uh, off the record. Um, I cannot remember the song that she told me the title of that she's like, it better be on the next album. Better. Every time she sees you, she says it better be on the next Forgetting album. Forgetting you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> last time I played it, the Ryman maybe is when she heard it. I can't remember. But I, so I've been, you know, like had a lot of these songs for a while. So I'll play some at yeah. live show, kind of sneak peek it. And you see how people respond. And she loved that one. Yeah. And she found like a version of it on YouTube and she like listens to that. And I I'm like, it. yeah, it's, that's a good sign. That song also, Harry Styles loves that song, which may have something to do with what Amber Whoa. thinks. And, uh, Sam Smith loved that song right before I went in to write with him. So like that, that song feels like a good, I don't know. Like I, I feel like artists and people that really like music yeah. seem yeah. to really like. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. So, um, we, we, we have done some live with odd live audience, uh, in the past. Um, so today we have a spectator. Yes. Oh. This spectator uh, is very near and dear to my heart. Yes. This spectator is, uh, <laughs> Brianna's Bri- best friend. He's my best friend, Jackson. I literally texted him and told him that we were speaking with Cam today. And he just like, was like, you need to ask her this. You need to ask her this, like talk to her about this. He was giving me so many like pieces Aww. of advice. He obviously like loves you and is a huge fan. So we were like, Hey, why don't you come and just take just a listen? Yeah. Take a listen. <laughs> so, uh, this is a sneak peek. Cause normally, normally Aww. we don't, Normally, it's a sneak peek. You know, he got look at that gold cowboy hat. Normally, we do not allow people to hear the episodes beforehand, but he's no. now he's going to actually be involved in this episode. Yes, I am going to allow you, Jackson. Don't tell anyone, okay? <laughs> tell anyone that I'm being nice and not an asshole, okay? <laughs> he's got to um, keep his image up, Jack. Gotta keep, yeah, I got to keep my image up, <laughs> Jackson. I'm going to unmute you, Jackson. All right, so I'm. Uh, there. Oh, beautiful. And, and I, <laughs> I've been and saying I, things I didn't know I was muted still. <laughs> um, you have one question, and and depending on the answer, you could you could possibly ask a follow up depending on how the yeah. conversation goes. But you know, you get one question to ask Miss Cam here. Yeah. Hey, Cam. Hi, Marcus, Jackson. Cam, Brianna. It's great to see all of you. Hey, hey there. Nice to meet you. Um, cool. So. I've been just kind of observing you over the years as a country artist, and it feels like you don't really care about fitting in anyone's boxes. Um, Like you just had the Diplo song and you wrote and toured with Sam Smith. And then last month, uh, 
you helped feature a mutual friend of ours, John Tucker. No, your friend's John. <laughs> I am. So I love John Tucker. I love, I love John that. Tucker. Oh, that Every, voice is insane. Everyone goes stream vacation, but that's right. You know, you you gave away generously some of your time in a big Rolling Stone feature to to lift him up. So, I guess my big question is more of just like a. I'd love to hear what you have to say about this, but I want to hear what your like ideal vision is for Nashville moving forward, Aww. whether it be like future tours, what those look like, kind of like how you did that with Sam and Casey with Harry, or like, you know, as your tours get big, how you want those to look like, or like how you want relationships between artists and labels to look kind of open-ended, but like, what's your vision? What's your dream? That's like, dream five, that's like five questions in one. Yeah. That's just like, like five questions in one. Damn, you really took that opportunity. Damn. Right? Right? <laughs> go big or go home. Right? I will start with John. I have known him just like we bumped into each other at events and, you know, DM'd each other and stuff and just like admire him and what he does. And I had... To be honest with you, the, over the past probably few months now, I have just started whenever I get offered something and I notice it's an all white space, I ask, have you noticed that this is an all white space? <laughs> and then I say, maybe you don't need another white person. Maybe you can ask somebody else. And here's a list of great people you could reach out to. And sometimes if it's like just for me, you know, like this feature, like we're doing a one on one thing, you know, you're doing a few songs. And then sometimes I'll say like, this one's a little more tricky. You have to be like, great. I'll send you mine. And then my friend will be doing one in the middle. Mm. Not a question mark. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But you know what? It's to Rolling Stones credit and give who was a part of that event. And I, I also did this with Sean for one other event too. Um, everybody was down. Love it. Like it wasn't like a, you know, so it was, it was great. And I think that's, um, everybody I've noticed like rich people and famous people, like everybody still is really anxious about where they're at in their career. And they're just like, maybe not yet. Maybe when I'm farther and it's like, no, you got, you got space and time now. You can do it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And also just to be clear, like John's incredible. So this isn't like a pity party. Like I just (laughs) found some poor person and was like, here you go. Here's a free Yeah. So he's like insane. So it was really fun to be able to do that. Um, Very cool. I think my, I'm really hoping for Nashville. I've been spending time talking with a lot of people about ideas. And like I said before, I cannot help but obviously bring my whiteness into this. So I'm not going to have perfect ideas. Um, But I do know that like when I think about what it's like to be a woman and what I wish people had done for me just in that capacity, Mm -hmm. like I hope that a safe space shows up like for people to develop as artists without feeling like I have to prove that I'm country because people will think because of the color of my skin, I'm not country. Mm. And then their art has to get twisted or they have to partner with people to prove something when they haven't even started yet. You know, Um, 
I, I hope that safety shows up and that just allow people to be themselves and be creative and like give just more like opportunity the whole in the whole system. Cause I'd love just more, I, you know, like I said earlier, I grew up listening to all kinds of music and like, I just think that's so fun to be able to pick from all different kinds of music and, um, like, just think like what we're missing by not even like stifling, but just like not allowing like some people to really explore, like even in musical rooms, people are terrified to say out loud, like what they're thinking and their ideas. And it's like, you're in the room, like you're here. Like this is, I'm talking to myself, like, why can't you just say what you want unfiltered and then make it into a song? So, you know, and still be good. Like you still got to work hard and make it sound really good, but it's, um, I wrestle with that and all of that complexity. And then sometimes I'm like, or do we just leave it all behind? Like, Mm. is there something else? And we just say, forget it. Mm. And just, we turn around and go in a whole other direction. But Mm. I, until that happens, I am spending time. If you ever wonder what I'm doing besides taking care of a seven month old, I spend time at all these board meetings and, you know, committee meetings. And so I put in the time <laughs> to try yeah. whatever this system is. I'm trying to figure it out to, Love it. to help and put my voice in it. I'm not, I'm not one of those people that complains about how it turned out, but I didn't actually do anything to, you know, yeah, absolutely. change it. So very cool. Yeah. Is that enough? There we go. <laughs> Forget right. Vision 2020. We're talking Vision 2030 right now. I mean, yeah. I love it. Jackson, thanks for being on. Yeah. We're going to people. This has been just a wonderful talk, getting to know you and your music, but more so just you and what you stand for. So thank you so much. Yes, I'm going to be so fangirling for days. You guys. <laughs> I love Don't this. get my cigars. I want I, I'm a, Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> When this is over, I'm gonna take your number and I'm gonna text you so we can have. So I can yes. Discuss. Good. Yeah. I love it. Well, thanks for I coming. Love on. It. This has been another episode of Smoking Section. Follow Ooh. us everywhere: Instagram, Smoking Section Podcast. Don't forget to go out and follow Miss Cam. Yes, absolutely. Cam Country, Cam country Cam on country. everything. She is mm. a badass. You heard it here. I'm telling you right now, she is a bonafide badass. You are not going to regret following her. Listen to her music. <laughs> absolutely Ever. not. Yeah, thank you guys.